0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We are back at it. Two good games yesterday. Very good games. Two teams who kind of had their back against the wall came back and won, making their series more interesting. The Dodgers got their first win of the NLCS. It was close, though. They were close to losing this game. and would have gone down 3-0, but they won thanks to a big blast by Cody Bellinger, a three-run homer, and then they were able to pour on some more. Then... The Houston Astros came back and won in big fashion late in the game, ended up defeating the Red Sox last night to even up that series at two games apiece. So just, you know, going into each game, let's start with that Braves and Dodgers game since it it occurred earlier in the day. 6-5 was the final score in Atlanta, but the Braves had a lead. They had a lead going into like late in the game. They had a lead into the eighth inning, ladies and gentlemen. They were up 5-2, to two, and then L.A. put up a 4 spot in the 8th, which basically did it. But this game was very close. I mean, they were two innings away from a 3-0 lead. But like I said yesterday, there's no such thing as a must-win game when you're in, like, for the for the L.A. Dodgers, right? There's no such thing as a must-win game unless they're in an elimination game. Even if they went down 3-0 in this series, you know, It's the Dodgers. I mean, I'm not saying they would come back, but in baseball more than any other sport, you can't take things for granted. You really do have to get all 27 outs in a game. You really do have to get all four wins in a best of seven series. That's just how baseball works. You can't rest on your laurels because remember, last year, this exact same set of teams, Atlanta and LA, the Braves are up with a 3-1 lead last year. and we, We all know how that ended. People in other sports like to think that a series is over as soon as a best of seven series is over as soon as a team has a two game advantage, where where in baseball, you know that's just not true. We have a series on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, but yesterday, a big three run blast off the bat of Cody Bellinger was what did it. And it was a pitch way up, fastball up above the zone off of Luke Jackson and he, he tomahawks it. He gets on top of it and he hits that three one blast. Mookie Betts also big RBI double as well. So the Dodgers took care of business. They took care of business yesterday. Bueller was on the mound. You know, we saw some some interesting stuff yesterday. The Dodgers have been doing this weird thing where they will start Gavin Lux in center field. I've been criticizing this since the moment they did it, and it finally came to bite them yesterday. I mean I don't even, I wouldn't necessarily say this, this was really uh, Gavin Lux's fault because he did lose a ball in the sun, but you do have to wonder would a more experienced center fielder have been able to made that, make that play because they have more experience battling the sun, using the glove to block the ball. You know, I've been on the record saying before, I don't believe that a player ever losing a ball in the sun or the lights should be an error because I, I know what that's like. And it's it's tough. You can't catch what you can't see. But it was just a bad look because we know that Gavin Lux is a second baseman, for crying out loud. And You're putting him in center field. I understand you want his bat, but I mean, center field is a premium position defensively. If you want to put an infield in the outfield, you hide them in the corner. You put them in left or maybe even right. But to put them in center, that's that's a head scratcher to me. So we saw that happen. And then, uh, you know, Pollock would eventually, you know, go into the game. Um, you know, pinch hit for him and then they make some switches, put Taylor in center, Pollock in left. But I mean, come on. Come on. I think the Dodgers kind of over, maybe the analytics departments overanalyzed that. But okay, yeah. So I stand corrected. They did give Lux an error on that, on that play. I stand corrected. So they did give an error on that. But it's tough. It's tough. Dodgers win six to five, get back into this series. Today we're going to see. Luis Urias on the mound for LA and then Huascar Inoa for the Atlanta Braves. In the ALCS, we had a a flip of the switch, it seems, for the Astros. They pitched well, and you know, late later in the game, they started hitting the ball and they hit the ball well. This was a 2-1 game. You know, Bregman had a first-inning solo home run, and then Bogart's. Bottom of the first two run home run and then it was two to one for most of the game, most of the game until you know late where the floodgates just opened. But I will say before the floodgates open, this Astros bullpen put together phenomenal stretch, phenomenal stretch, and you know seven plus innings of seven and yeah two thirds innings of shutout baseball, which is obviously what they needed because they've been lacking in that department. Their pitching has been really taxed. Granky only went one a third, but the bullpen picked up picked up the slack from there. But a seven run top of the ninth was what really helped the Astros here. Controversial call where Nathan Ivaldi was pitching out of the pen and he may have ended the inning on what looked like well it was, you know, according to strike strike zone K Zone, a strike three, but umpire didn't give it to him and then Jason Castro, you know, ropes one in the gap. I will say Jason Castro for the few at-bats he's had, you know, in this in this playoffs, he's put together some really nice ones. You know, he had that home run in Houston, you know, in Game Two, even though the game was out of reach. And then, you know, a couple of really good at-bats, some hard-hit balls, and then hit that one in the gap. He's been really good off the bench. So good for him. Good for the veteran catcher who's making his return to Houston. Actually, fun fact for those you you who didn't know, he used to play with the Houston Astros when they weren't this good, but. The Red Sox lineup was quiet last night. It was quiet. Only five hits, two of them from Xander Bogarts. Bogarts with a double and a homer last night. So they're going to try to get back on track tonight. And tonight they're going to send Chris Sale to the mound. And we don't know what to expect from Chris Sale. Chris Sale pitched game one where he didn't look very good. It's going to be a rematch game one Chris Sale versus Framber Valdez. Neither of these guys looked particularly good in game one, but we're going to have to see. You know, Houston, you know, has gotten back on track where this series will go back to Houston. It's a two-two series, you know, you know, tied series. So with three games at most left to play, with potentially two of them being in Houston, you know, they 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 sit pretty comfortably. They sit pretty comfortably, but anything can change. Anything can change because Fenway is still a tough place to play and you have to get the job done. So we'll see if either Framber Valdez or Chris Sale can pitch deeper than they did last time. This just hasn't really been a series of pitchers pitching deep. I mean, Pavetta did throw well yesterday. I will have to say that. So that's where we stand right now. I mean, really just recapping both those games. But that's really what we have in front of us. So buckle up, folks. We have, we have great action underway. But that's going to do it for today, a very short one. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.